Yeah, great plan. I love the part where I almost bled to death. Everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Hello there. <laughs> is, that, is that it? That's it. <laughs> General Kenobi. <laughs> a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. I'm your fellow neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris. Didn't think of a cool nickname, Cassidus. Comic book Comic stuff. stuff. There it is. There's Sandy. Can't replace those zeros and ones. Yeah, no. He's here for a reason. It's because, uh, what? Why is he here? Where <laughs> why, are we? Why? Where? Where? Where do you think we are? Why are any of us here? <laughs> Where's my hard drive? Where's my portable hard drive? This isn't my beautiful house. Oh man. So the other day I um. I went, uh, Lib and I went over to meet up with Angeli. Did you ever meet Angeli? Anyway, that's like Ig's sister-in-law. I know her, her dad was there, and he was telling us a story about how some guy that he knows way back in, like, the 70s went to CBGB's, and yeah. David Byrne was going to perform. Nice. Um yeah, nice, nice, obviously from Talking Heads, and and apparently this guy, his friend, was like in his way or like standing near the stage or too close to the stage, and David Byrne just like grabbed him by the shoulders and shook him, and he said, "I have to perform. I'm an artist." <laughs> Which is wild. No, this, it's tracks. Just, this tracks. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. That's. I mean, dude's got to go. Got to glow. <laughs> Um, some people are just born to shine, you know. Um, hey man, how's it going? That was that was dangerously dangerously close to like LFO lyrics, and I'm not here for that. I'm very <laughs> upset. It was going fine before, now it's going poorly. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> you know no, what? no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's been uh, I haven't have had a nice uh, my throat's really rested from not podcasting a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I think I'm good to go, man. How about you? How you uh, been? I'm, you know, I'm I'm hanging in there. Um, things have been in motion. Things are just constantly in motion now. Like I feel like mm, 2021 never was. This is the year of just constant motion. It's like uh, it's like you're it's like you're eight years old and you have like a 14 year old older brother and they have like a water bed and you know they're like. They like went to basketball practice, but while they're mm-hmm. gone, you're like, I'm going to get on that waterbed because you think it's going to be a fun time. And then you get on it. And it's just... Yeah. And you get on it and you think you're going to have a great time and it's just constantly undulating and waving. And, <laughs> how do and I get off? And you're like, yeah, how do I get out? I stop. I want it to stop. And it won't <laughs> stop. And it, you're just like, no, he needs to stop before he comes home. He's going to know. And. <laughs> Now, He's y'all gonna might feel be, the water ripples. Y'all might be thinking that's an oddly specific scenario. It's very specific. I don't have an older sibling, so it. I you know, but I just that is that is what it made me think of. 
Um, yeah, man. That's, that doesn't beggar belief. That beggars the question. Whose house did he go into? Right. Yeah, that's the question that everyone should be asking. Because it's not like I wouldn't. You know, it's an adventurous time for a 10-year-old back in the late, <laughs> early 90s, I guess. Um, yeah, man. Jeez. It has been a long time, but here we are. The sixth season of comic book characters. Is that official? That is official. Crowd goes wild. Coming off our runner-up best of pre-pandemic podcast, San Antonio. <laughs> Non-award. Um, yeah, man. We're, uh, we're set to do amazing things this year. I'm going to... Uh, proclaim so much win that there's no way we're going to be able to live up to it. That's that's the kind of expectation I want to throw out there. Um, we're not going to have any reverb problems. We're not going to have oh. any echo issues. Soundy's going to work flawlessly every single time. Uh, uh, my headphones aren't going to stop working. I'm not going to lose a hard drive. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> It's it's gonna be a grand time in twenty twenty one. It's the year of the rebound. Okay. It's the all Charles right. Barkley, if you will. We just expanded the Chinese zodiac. But uh yeah, all right. If you say so, that's a lot to put on uh on this podcast, I feel on, and uh, on, here. On us, on San Antonio, on something <laughs> coming from San Antonio. Uh that's not taco related. Oh you're shit. Right. No, I'm saying oh, like as if it were, it wouldn't be a shot fired. It wouldn't be a problem if it's taco related. Like, yes, Antonio's got that in the bag. Like, they could do right. that in their sleep. And, but anything else, like <laughs> NBA playoffs. Oh, man. It's not a given. It's not a certainty. Not certain. Yeah. Okay. NBA finals are going on right now. Um, way to go, Suns. Way to go, Megafauna. The Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> The megafauna sounds like a fucking metal name. That's I awesome. know, right? That's what they should go by. Libs the one that came up with that. They should they should totally go by that though. Like fuck the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee megafauna? It's awesome. <laughs> it's really good. Um like that's legitimately better than what they what they have. Okay, we are already off to a fantastic start, having talked exactly zero comic book related things so far. Um, a solid, I don't know, seven minutes into the podcast. <laughs> a lot of things have happened um, since we last recorded an episode. You know, oddly enough, we left on like the worst thing we could have left on, which was one yeah. in 84. Um, <laughs> God, you know, I just I was actually thinking about that movie earlier today and just what an epic like cliff style drop off. From the first Wonder Woman movie, that is. Yeah, there was a lot left, uh, I guess, unassembled in that movie is what it felt like to me. I'm like, I was thinking about um, just because like the the meme was making around life life is good, but it could be better. Mm -hmm. It was I was making the rounds like, oh yeah, that shit. Uh, but a lot left like there was good ideas and good like kindling for a story, but it didn't really fuse together at any point. Right. It was like it was like you were trying to start a fire with like six different sticks, but none of them touched each other at any point. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't touch the sticks, man. You can't touch them together. You got to cross the stream sometime. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I saw Wonder Woman kind of recently, like within the last couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. it's really good. It's a really good film, and arguably the best DC film uh, of the more recent ones. And just how much more terrible Wonder Woman eighty four is in comparison is is jaw dropping. It's in fact I I would suffice to say that I don't think we were harsh enough on the film, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, we just I don't know. But anyway, was- that's whatever. That's in the past. But that just I'm, I only bring that up to say like a lot has happened since then. We've had WandaVision, <laughs> we had Hold Falcon on. Winter Soldier, we had Invincible um, like uh, a bunch of stuff has happened on the publishing side. Like, will DC make it to the end of the year? Is a big fucking if right now. Mm. Um, you know, AT and T is just not having it. Um, the public, like on the other publishing side, like uh, distribution, like trade paperbacks and stuff. Like Diamond has lost both accounts, Marvel and DC. Uh, so that's been a big thing. Everyone's kind of freaking out, like, you know, will comic books and comic book stores continue to exist in the next, I don't know, two to three years? And that's also not a certainty. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm glad that Black Widow came out and that we can grab onto the uh, Marvel MCU films once again to give us that lifeline, um, much Mm. like... Uh, Diana's lasso going through a uh, somehow cutting through the uh, tornado uh, typhoon storm and grappling onto um, Maxwell Lord's leg in Wonder Woman 84. That's right. I wanted to bring back it all back to Wonder Woman 84. I mean, that's that was masterful, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, My words a little bit. Strip of a metaphor. Thank you. (laughs) By the way, um, talking about Loki real quick. Uh, so Owen Wilson's crushing it as Mobius. Did you realize his name is Mobius M. Mobius? I did not. What that was like? Oh, uh, they did show his ID, right? Yeah. It. I mean, how much you want to bet that middle M is Mobius? It's not like Morty or like uh, Min- Minerva or what? Is, what else starts with M? Those are the only two names to start with. Marshall. M. No, no, no. That's we a are Marshall. We are Mobius. See, that's a that's a that's a school though. Moby. Oh, it could be Moby. Dude, love is Moby. Whoa. Mobius, Moby, Mobius. It's like the DJ. Yeah, man. Okay. Maybe I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. It's pretty funny. Um. Okay, so something that really stuck out. On uh, in all of the mire, the muck of everything that has happened over the last five or six months, mm. I would say something that that was a welcome addition to the comic book pop culture fandom, uh, but also kind of like a little bit of a cult darling in a way. Uh, maybe because it was on Amazon Prime. I don't know, but Invincible. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Uh, how about that show? It it really, again, I've talked about Robert Kirkman's Invincible on the podcast, uh, the comic that is, multiple times. It's a really great read. Um, if you haven't seen the show, and you're worried about the show, and the comic overlapping, I mean they do, 
But it's a little different. It is a little different. So if you wanted to read the comic, you definitely still could. And you could watch the show and you wouldn't necessarily spoil things for yourself. Um, but to see such a great, like, faithful in the sense that they really got the essence of what Invincible is about. Mm-hmm. That translation onto the animated show is was just great. Now you're you didn't read the comic, right? Right. But you watched the show. So what what were your thoughts on the show? Oh hell yeah, man! What did you um, ultimately take away from? It, it was a uh, man. The takeaway was that yes, hell yes. This is what I'm saying. God damn it, DC. If you just stick to doing and focusing on animated stuff. Like you've been pulling off with the whole Justice League Dark you know, Dark Justice League series, that then you know that, that there is a market for that. It, it, Invincible took storm on the internet, uh, like like Game of Thrones used to. Like everybody was watching, it was a talking point. It was kind of cool to see like people freaking out about the first episode's ending. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that's a good one. Don't so spoil it here, but yeah, yeah, no, no, hell no. Uh, people need to see that for themselves. It's like the Matrix. Um, <laughs> but but just having that little bit of like that little hit of uh, oh that, that, it's hitting right that's a good drug <laughs> I had this for a while and I've been been without it for a couple of months now about twelve or fifteen um, it was it was really well written it was really well like they totally leaned into all the things that you know they don't usually in cartoons at least American cartoons right uh, so that I think even like further kind of push the like the watchmanness of it i guess is a good way to put it like you know we're using comic formulas to do a comic story that's kind of meta a little bit uh some of these characters are not gonna you know act how you expect them to act all the time and so that was kind of like it's a high level of difficulty right it's a high floor uh to get everybody to buy into but i, I think it did it flawlessly yeah um something we always talk about uh usually in reference to like trailers, right. Is like, where is that moment of, Oh, I, I have to see this now. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, what is something that's really going to draw you in? Having seen all of invincible, I kind of want to take that idea, but, but just pivot it just a little bit and I won't spoil anything, but you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyone that's seen the show, but the train scene, Oh my God. Like <laughs> that when you can just say three words and people are just like, Whoa. like <laughs> the fact that, you know, we could say that to someone who hasn't seen the show, but they hear the way we react or they see the way our faces contort. If they were, you know, if you were talking right. to friends or whatever, if, we if you hadn't seen the big... show, you would be like, Oh, what is that? Like, that seems like something I need to see. Not that it's the same, but like you know, like in Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is really apt. I feel like um, comparison because like the Red Wedding, right? Yep. Yep. Three words: the Red Wedding, the train scene. Like it, 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 it starts to permeate through the consciousness of like just popular culture, where even if you haven't seen the thing, you're kind of aware of it. You're like, oh, like I need to, I need to see what this is all about, and. Yeah, we, we do find out that they're locked in for seasons two and three, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. I saw in an interview that Robert Kirkman said he thinks he can do the, the series in five seasons. So I think with all of the critical acclaim, uh, the high viewership numbers that it garnered, they've already greenlit seasons two and three. 
I feel like there's a really... I don't want to jinx it. I'm going to knock on my wooden table here. Um, I think we can get the full full series at five. Season. Yeah, that's I'm really something. hoping that's the case. <laughs> I hope so, too. It, it is animation. It's going to take a while. I mean, but... Um... Like hopefully they've been working on it already. Yeah. I haven't really been following that much of news, like development wise. But, I, I, uh, I saw uh, like a behind the scenes thing on YouTube mm. that they I don't know how they did it exactly, but apparently the animation was very relatively that is to say, really relatively cheap to make. Okay, and that they could make it sort of quickly and. All right. Um, you know I think the aesthetic looks fine. I've heard a couple of people, you know mumble rumble about you know they didn't really like the the style of animation so much i thought it was fine i thought it echoes the comic very well mm. um yeah i don't know and here's the other thing we'll just i'll just mention this briefly they took a lot of some of the characters that are certain ethnicities and what have you in the comic and they've made it more diverse but Every essence of every character is intact. The, their dynamics are all intact. It's just a more inclusive show. Mm-hmm. And I love that Robert Kirkman was totally on board to do that. Um, you know, he, they didn't they didn't advertise that they made all these changes or whatever. They just were there. But it was fine. Like, everything fit. It wasn't, like, weird or out of place to me. I really liked it's kinda like It's kind of like real life, right? I mean, it's just the RNG of creation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about family. Oh, wow. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the thing my father used to tell me was uh, not to pop the clutch. That's the first thing I forgot. Popping that clutch all day. Sorry, father. Gotta hit that nose. After the other person hits the nose. <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway of the past, like, 20 seconds is that we have no idea how to do a Vin Diesel voice. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> other than saying, I am Groot. And that's a total cop-out. All right. So, we already talked about Invincible. Invincible is great. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. It's other places. Do what you will. What? Um, is it? Yeah. I mean, I think it is. You know. You know. Y'all know. Okay, so another thing that if, that's really... And we're going to talk about these more kind of in reference to Black Widow. We're not going to spoil anything about Black Widow yet. We're not, we're not doing the review yet. But we did want to talk about the Disney Plus MCU shows that have debuted. Kind of in reference to how they relate how they compare to a fully cinematic experience like Black Widow um, now that we are finally able to to get that train going um, in this pandemic I like how they're saying like some people are saying post pandemic I'm like what are you what are you talking about yeah, <laughs> like, just, yeah based on what information it's literally getting worse right now but like that's cool we had kind of a brief time of where it felt like things were getting better I guess that's good enough for the year um Anyway, so we had we had WandaVision, we had Falcon Winter Soldier, and we're currently in Loki right now. Um, it's very spacious in here. Where that makes it, yeah, that, that makes it sound like it's an astrological sign. We're currently in Loki. It's in retrograde. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it means uh, that you you really really like yourself a whole lot. Like a whole lot. Like a lot a lot. Like damn, I'm looking all right. Like mm, I could eat a peach for hours. Like. <laughs> yeah. Do you hate sand too? <laughs> you know I hate sand. Um. So I think I think the really interesting thing is looking at these three shows. They're they're very divergent from one another. They're they're so you couldn't find three things that are less congruous to me. Mm. Triangles. Sure. Isosceles. Why? Wandavision is this like emotional internal struggle of identity and of place and Falcon Winter soldiers, this kind of almost like a throwback in ways to like Jerry Bruckheimer, top gun, like action buddy cop movie, like almost like a Beverly Hills cop feel to it at times. Mm. And then Loki's like straight up. Did they just, watch a bunch of Doctor Who episodes. <laughs> and I, mean, I kind of think the interesting thing is they all, to me, they all work. Um, you know, it's funny because I feel like even within the fandom of Marvel films, the Marvel MCU, if you took three different people on the street that were all identified as fans and you asked them, which one do you like the most, Loki, WandaVision, or Falcon Winter Soldier, you would get three different answers. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like People really, just depending on their own experiences and how what their tastes are, like they'll they'll gravitate towards one over the other two. Where where do you rank those three? Before we get Ooh, into man. kind of talking about how it is in relation to Black Widow. Oh shit! Power rankings like oh, in relation to Black Widow. No so... no no, just just power rankings for the three. Yeah. Power rankings, man. Uh, I think. Um. Yeah, no, that tips it, I think. Uh, there's enough language nerd stuff in WandaVision uh, to totally elevate it, besides, like, the great performances by Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen and uh, Catherine Hahn, of course. Uh, it, it just felt so contained. It, it expanded, like, immediately on, like, what happened post, uh, post-snap, post-blip or whatever. Um, so I think WandaVision's number one. Um, close second, I think, is going to be Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I I just really like um, the the willingness to <laughs> like you said just like roll film and let Tom Hiddleston do his bullshit and then uh, right. <laughs> and then uh, close sec close third is gonna be Falcon Winter Soldier. It was not I mean it's kind of like it's the most formulaic it's the most rote like you were saying but I've always been thinking like I've always said that a, a Marvel procedural a superhero procedural has legs more than you think and it kind of proved it. it. It was I think. Uh, there was that one twist with that one character that everybody kind of saw coming. Like, oh yeah, that 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 one, I, I saw that coming. Or, I guess maybe two characters, sure. uh, but it's procedural. That's why. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not not here for it. But it was third on my list just because I had to rank them. Um, yeah, one division number one with a bullet for me. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I, I think again, it obviously it, everyone's going to have their own opinion. I would I would go Loki first in like like a millisecond ahead of one division mm. if this is a race. 
and then like maybe a couple of seconds behind is Falcon Winter Soldier. But again, all three are are great. They're fun. Loki obviously isn't done yet, but they're like uh, Richard Grant's performance in Loki is so good. Um, you know who he plays, right? I'm like I'm not. Yeah, Sylvie. Yeah, he plays Sylvie. He's he's just such a good job as Sylvie. He can't um, even tell. <laughs> uh, he's the he's the uh, he's the uh, he's the other other Loki, the um, the one that doesn't talk. We're not spoiling anything. Huh? Everyone's seen it, right? Gator Loki. Everyone's seen Gator Loki. Oh, right? shit. <laughs> I'm not, that- that's that's where I was going with it. Richard Grant is Gator Loki. I okay. and actually that brings up a follow up question. And we'll do this in just a second. Which one is produ- which show has produced the best meme? Oh man, we're gonna we'll tackle oh. that in just a second. But I do. So I think I just really like I think Loki of the three, and this is the only reason why I give it a slight nod ahead of One Vision. Maybe there is some recency bias here, but I feel like the way I gauge it is how much after every episode am I like, oh my god, I need to see the next episode. Mm-hmm. And I think with Loki, it's just a little bit more that than One Division. Even though I thought One Division did a great job. The only and, the, and the, I'm gonna I'm gonna dock one division a, a couple of points and why it comes in second because of the the boner reveal. The what now? Ra- the Ralph Boner reveal. Oh, oh, oh okay, 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 okay. Damn. Which which doesn't <laughs> which doesn't give anything away to anyone who hasn't seen it. You should see it, by the way. But like because of that, I'm gonna be like, you know what? I think Loki's a little more earnest in mm. what it's presenting. So. Um, that's fair, but th- but they're all great. They're all great in their own way. Okay, before we talk about how these shows compare to a cinematic, fully cinematic experience like Black Widow, uh, let's do the meme thing real quick. Which show has produced the best meme? Um, so I'm going to throw a couple out there. Yeah, we've got Mobius, and I'll talk. I'll try to talk about these as vaguely as possible in case anyone hasn't seen these. Um, so it shouldn't ruin anything, but like you should watch these shows. And if you really are that concerned about it, I would pause here or skip ahead a few minutes and watch the shows and then come back. Um, I'm going to go with, um, so with WandaVision, Agatha all along. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to think that was huge. Was that one? Yeah. The, the wink, the wink meme. I'll call it the wink yeah, meme. Yeah, yeah. Wink meme, right. From WandaVision. Um, for Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, what do you want to grab from there? Oh, I uh, I have a personal favorite. It was just like the bit of dialogue. I mean, it's not spoiling nothing that we don't already know, but it was like, uh, like uh, yeah, I read The Hobbit when it was released in 1937 or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Also, yeah. I the other one I was going to give bring up was the, the, the um, Johnny Walker. Is that his name? John Walker? I think so. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Johnny Walker's a scotch, but yeah. Sure. John Walker. The, uh, the costume reveal with the like the oh, guy yeah, from yeah, Up. Yeah. Like the dude right. from Up. Like that whole thing. <laughs> like that was that was everywhere for a minute. So either of those. Either of those. The Hobbit thing was really good, too. Um, and then in Loki, we've got, we've got Gator Loki. Uh, that's a really big one. We've got mm-hmm. Mobius um, Jet Ski. That's a really good one. Yeah. Is there um, anything else? I'm trying to think. 
Um, yeah, I mean, those are the two. That, those are the ones that come to mind. But if you mm. if you've got anything else, how? Yeah, I was trying. I mean, man, I was trying to think of like recent memes that have really hit like pretty hard and pretty virally, um, virulently, I guess. But oh. I, I'm only thinking of the. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Richard Grant. Um, so like uh, the dad the dad taking his kids to the comic con or whatever, like, like the, the really, uh, reluctant dad taking his kids to comic con and like dressing up. <laughs> okay. With Richard Grant. Uh, I don't know. That's a good one, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I, for me, it's gotta be the Agatha all along one. Cause I think a couple of songs got made like really quickly too. Um, like there was such a drought and then WandaVision hit, and everybody was like just trying to like like oh what can we siphon off what can we use the this is great how how can we pay uh pay homage to it whatever mm-hmm. uh, Agatha all along like uh, definitely made into a couple of different songs that I heard yeah I mean I've seen multiple shirts multiple shirts I think there's <laughs> shirts that are like hot topic like they really went for it once they realized that was something that people were grabbing onto and like you said got a, handle, got a hold of it yeah I, mean, I think so Catherine Hahn is so good in one division. Yeah, she's so so good. I mean, she's just a tremendous uh, force to to try to. <laughs> that is the exact right word. Does she qualify for the Evans list? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, she she obviously voiced uh, Octavia um, in Spider Verse. Yep. And um, her enemies call her Doc Ock. And her friends call her Liv. Olivia, is it Olivia? Uh, that might be Olivia. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, okay. So we'll give it to Agatha all along. Which, uh, Catherine Hahn is is tremendous. So not not uh, not gonna put up a fight there. I think that's a good one. All right, but as we're gonna get into the Black Widow review and um in just a minute. Like you said, I think it was really a, a, a excellent point that you made where people were just waiting for anything. And WandaVision came along and everyone was like, yes, and we can have this sort of shared experience where everyone's talking about it. It's in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet yeah, we already talked about how, how entertaining all of those shows are in very different ways. But this is what I wanted to discuss with you. It's almost kind of like a... Um, like a key issue not quite not quite mm. a key issue segment that we do but sort of tangential to that now that we have finally gotten an mcu film do you feel like the experiences of wandavision falcon winter soldier and loki as we're currently experiencing it are they diminished in any way does it feel like they're separate from what the real quote unquote MCU is with mm. the films? Does it feel like a part of a whole to you? Mm. Um, just, I mean, I'm, I'm throwing these things out there, but however you want to talk about it, that's kind of what I want to talk about real quick before we get into the actual review for black widow right. is, is are these things a part of a whole, like they want it to be, or is this in a weird way because of the pandemic, because of the way things got pushed back? Do the shows seem like three things unto themselves, kind of, kind of like of its own thing, but the film is a completely separate thing? Mm. 
um, and in quality in terms of entertainment, are they equal or not? I, that's how I want to look at it. But if you right. want to throw anything else in there, feel free. What are your initial thoughts in in those parameters? Well, yeah, that's a. I mean, it's, it's a lot to take in. I, I think lot. they are different, and I think that's by design. They're they're meant to feel different, and like I think it's great that um, MCU trusts and, and Feige in general trusts everybody to kind of like. We we hired you on to do a thing. It's your thing, and it doesn't need to be the Russo's thing. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to look like anything else that came before. Please have fun with it. Uh, we want to make sure you're. It's a good product, and that's like key. That that's the that's the main thing. And and so you get three different styles of product. You get Loki, which is well, Loki feels like an MCU movie kind of split up in six parts or whatever, right? Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, almost the same. There is a little bit more character development. There's a little bit more character moments that I think are really essential to that story. Um, that really kind of lends itself to the procedural nature of it. And I think WandaVision was like, it, it hit a lot of people kind of weirdly. Like they didn't, they didn't. I mean, they those took first up, like, two episodes, holy hell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you didn't, if you weren't maybe of our age, if you didn't have like a uh, experience watching UHF reruns of all those old uh, sitcoms, you were right. kind of like w- without a tether in this new world. Oh man, but, don't um, want that. I kind of almost wish I did though. No, but I'm saying how, I was just, how, I was how, trying to make an us different... reference there. I was just, Oh man, how different would that have been? I I wish I would have had that experience. But it would have been insane. Like if you were like sixteen and just didn't know, like didn't like what's going on. Uh, and you need to go TikTok to kind of like understand what's what's happening. I I think that's what happens on TikTok. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) but but the products are yeah no they're the same level of caliber as a movie would be. I think it's just the. The way you consume it is different. Sometimes it might be a little bit more beneficial to kind of like have it broken up that way, just you know, on the writer's end, mm-hmm. to kind of like you know, I need I need to buy a little bit of time so I can think of a you know where it needs to go, so I can flesh it out, so the world makes a little bit more sense. Um, MCU movies don't really feel rushed at all to me, uh, but I, I don't know. It, it, it they do they do. You're right. I agree with that. They they aren't rushed, but in terms of the narrative, it is almost always pretty quickly paced right plot 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 yeah uh, let's go, go i go. always you know me i'm a world building kind of junkie i always want to spend more time in the in the thing that you thought of i thought the best part of black panther was wakanda uh please let me just free roam around the city uh where is the 4k you know just touring wakanda for four hours uh video on youtube I, how I need cool it. would it have been if marvel would have released like uh you know how like they have those like tour of italy 4k yep things like but like a wakanda yep that would be that would have been. I mean, they could still do it. Releasing another releasing another Blu-ray right now. I'll buy it. Yeah. I mean, please. I mean, we already know they listen to us. By the oh, by the <laughs> way, just really super tangential. Did you see the thing where um, it was a late night talk show where they were supposed to be like the the sketch or the skit was that they were like interns at Disney mm. and they were going to develop a new. Uh, either show or a movie and it ended up being like Leapfrog who's like looks like a guy in a frog costume mm-hmm. but like while they're pitching shit like in the office they show Armless Tiger Man what the fuck are you serious I'm a thousand percent serious <laughs> no 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 you just made the list that is TM copyright TM restricted. That's ours. Yeah, we need That's specifically look, yours. It, yeah, I literally 
literally bled for that. <laughs> like that's that is a hundred percent. Like I was like, are you? I literally was like, are you fucking kidding me? What? <laughs> what? Look, it's fine. Throw our names in the credits. That's all I'm saying. Right. Let us on the lot. <laughs> and if you end up making this Wakanda 4K tour disc, which you absolutely should, look, can we get like one point on that on the back end, please? Right on the YouTube views alone, uh, <laughs> something, man. That nobody comes up with a, a a pull as deep as that. I mean, that that'd be like if you asked like, a Cure fan what's their favorite song, and then everybody says, "Oh, pictures of you, pictures of you." Oh, maybe Friday I'm in love. Nobody says, um, "Fucking, uh, oh no, I blew my own tape." <laughs> 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 it's it's track six. Fucking hell! I have to go search around the internet now. Disintegration. Uh, track list. They show a picture of Armless Tiger Man in the sketch. Nobody says Fascination Street. Oh yeah, Fascination <laughs> there you song, go. By the way. Edit, edit my take together. Nobody says Fascination Street. That's the. That's I'm actually going to throw more time in it. I'm gonna. It's gonna be longer. Oh. <laughs> Just dead air. <laughs> Twenty just minutes of dead, dead air. air. It's just, I'm gonna take a soundbite of you going uh, and then uh, just stretch uh, it out. And then keyboard clicking. Uh, but isn't that <laughs> wild? I. Oh, That's oh my god, dude! I was like, like on one hand, sort of felt um, validated, but then also just like what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway you felt seen but in the wrong way in the wrongest of ways in, in like the in the biggest incident of me not wanting to be seen <laughs> although ironically wish i would have been seen because if that had been like taped on video we would be on youtube making at least a thousand dollars oh yeah i don't know yeah. how many millions of clicks you need to get a thousand but we would have gotten that it's a lot it's a lot but we would have gotten it um Golly, I'm sorry. I took us totally on a weird tangent there. <laughs> um, okay, so I agree. Uh, also, you, you mentioned something that I thought was really poignant. Um, giving the writers more time to figure out where they want to go, what they want to do. Mm. And it kind of goes back to something we've talked about at length in other, in other episodes of the podcast, which is what ultimately is the best format for comic book stories to be told in, mm -hmm. in a visual medium? Is it films? Is it like trilogy of films? Is it a limited series, like a streaming series? Is it animated? Is it animated? And the weird thing is, is like we have really great examples of each of those things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Like I used to, I used to kind of think like, you know what? Like a trilogy of films with like, like give the Russo brothers three films to do something. You know, two hundred fifty million each film, three hundred million. Like, what the fuck are they going to do? Like, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I'm really starting to think that maybe the limited series actually is the place where you can tell the be the best version of a comic book story. Mm. But you also have to, like, try your best. You can't just fuck around. And, right. You know, because then you're going to get, like, season three of Daredevil. Then it becomes Dragon Ball. Then we have, like, 20 episodes of filler each arc. Right, everything has to be like tight, like but like with yeah. meaning, and so I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Um, I, I I agree with you. After having seen uh, Black Widow, I'm just as invested in Loki. I still I really want to see what happens next. 
Yep. And I think that Marvel and Kevin Feige have done a really great thing in that it's no longer a leap between the, the limited series and the films. It's literally like a step to the side. Like you're just, you're, you're just enjoying this thing in a slightly different format, but it doesn't feel alien or foreign in any way. Hmm. Which I I'm surprised that it, it it's happened that quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? Because Figus has already kind of like said like I I have movie production on lock. We know how to do that. We know how most of our movies now get a billy. Yeah. Uh, TV was unproven. TV was kind of like the testing grounds. Right. And it's the same. It's fine. I mean, I mean, it's the same kind of. It's the next door, but the Mandalorian kind of already proved that they can do this. Right. A series isn't a thing to be kind of like shied away from. It, it can be kind of embraced. When you look at things Mandal- like immediately, you look at things like The Wire, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. like these other shows that have come before that aren't in the superhero genre at all, but they've proven that like TV has the ability to like really be substantial. Um, so I think, I think, I think Marvel has kind of taken that and just, they're sort of riding that wave. It is, I don't know. To me, it's kind of crazy though. Like, cause not that long ago we had that shitty Inhuman show on ABC. Like, yeah. So it's not like it's, it's totally possible to like fuck up and make a bad thing and make everyone go like, ha, huh, like, wow, this is so much worse than the movies. Danny Rand. <laughs> What's your name? Is it? I didn't hear. I'm sorry. I didn't catch it. What was it, it, it? Danny Rand. Oh, okay. Um, Fanny Mand was. Is that right? Danny Rand. Um, I I just think it's really interesting, and I I think you're right. I think the Mandalorian has a lot to do with it, but I feel like I'll put it this way. I saw somebody online, um, and they were kind of trying to be denig. De- uh, they were denigrating. Black Widow a little bit, but they were saying that at times Black Widow felt like um, a Disney Plus series. That's supposed to be a dig, and I and I get like that's what they were trying to do uh, in terms of their review, but honestly, I would argue that like that just shows you how good the the Disney Plus Marvel shows are. <laughs> right. Um, the, if you, you, could you want confuse, more of it on a weekly basis? Yeah, if you that's confuse fine. one for the other, like, well, that's great. <laughs> like, yep, yeah, that's you did it. <laughs> um, but anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and talk about Black Widow. Let's do our Black Widow review now. Uh, for oh. new, what's that? No, I was saying like, let's get it. It's been yeah, a, it's been it. a minute. It's been a minute, guys. Um, for th- anyone who happens to be a new listener, uh, welcome aboard. We're happy to have you. Just to let you know, we do not do a spoiler-free review. We break the movie up into – we do, like, segments, and um, we kind of go all over the place. But there is no – there's no part of this review that's spoiler-free. So if you have not seen the film, now is the time to pause the podcast, whether you're listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Podbean, or Podcast Attic, or wherever you wherever you're listening to, uh, you pause it and then you watch the movie. Then you come back and, and here's <laughs> where you you get into it with us. We're happy to to guide you through. 
And for previous listeners, our diehard, hardcore comic book characters universe fans, CBCU fans. True believers. The truest of all believers. Um, we are doing something a little different in this sixth season of Comic Book Characters Podcast. Uh, we have replaced the uh, flashback, flash versus segment where we would, uh, where usually it was me, uh, literally um, just on the uh, on the, at the moment, just throwing out some random thing uh, to make Chris jump through hoops to try to uh, surmise the film in like a really weird way. Right. It, it used to be like a, just a word cap, like you said, like in like twenty words or less. Blah yeah. blah. blah. Or it used to be like a sentence thing, and but then it devolved into like a inhabit the body, inhabit the persona of one of the characters, and I'm yeah. gonna choose the, the the littlest girl of the movie, and then tell me about the movie from her perspective. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, uh, I and, loved and, it though, and no no preparation, all H, absolutely none. Um, it was wild, and and it's uh, you know I. <laughs> I mean, really, part of me, I'm not going to lie, was like, will this be the moment that Chris's anxiety truly takes hold and, like, <laughs> he just fugue states right live on air? Um, never happened, though, to your credit. You always you always came through. Like, really, it was really impressive, to be honest. Um, uh, if yeah. anyone needs Chris to do improv, like, put that <laughs> reel together, man. It's a sizzle reel for sure. But we're going we're gonna to be introducing a rotating segment um, for the initial segment of our movie reviews. And today's is, uh, well, Chris, I'll let you introduce it since you're the one that came up with this particular segment. Yeah, we got a couple ideas in the boiler, but the first one we're going to try out is called Snap Reaction. Snap, like the Thanos snap that erased the universe and the Tony Stark snap that put it back together. Uh, our Snap Reactions, uh, it kind of follows the Infinity uh, Stones, Infinity Gems, uh, so we got something for, you know, power, time, space, mind, and soul, and reality. Uh, we're going to try to have some talking points for each of them um, after we hear a sound drop. And hopefully those talking points kind of envelop the movie as best as best we need to, to kind of cover all the talking points uh, that we feel uh, aren't. Uh, again, this is not like mutually exclusive to our other Excelsior, Bizarro, and other ones. Those still exist. This will just help us recap a little bit better uh, so we're not kind of rambling all over the place. That said, let's go ahead and listen to our sound drop. Hit me! Me. Wow. <laughs> was that Peter saying he didn't want to go? <laughs> Jesus. Wasn't ready for that. Just, true, you know, true believers. Behind the scenes knowledge. I had about a uh, total of 45 minutes because I'm a procrastinator to make this uh, sound file. Uh, what you heard in there <laughs> was uh, uh, so we don't get sued by anybody. Girl Talks already remixed track of uh, War Pigs and uh, 99 Problems kind of smashed together uh, we got that already uh that's the underlying beat you heard then we got uh hulk's uh snap with the infinity gauntlet uh we have uh uh thor saying what no as Thanos snaps the first time we have uh <laughs> peter saying doesn't want to go we have <laughs> bucky saying steve and then collapsing 
Uh, <laughs> we also have the scream from Spider-Man 1. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah, the, ah! yeah. <laughs> Mary Jane's screaming as well. Um, yeah, that's all put together. Oh, uh, no, I'm not going to lie. Uh, hearing Peter say he didn't want to go, my eyes got watery again. <laughs> He's so earnest, man. <laughs> the best ad lib of the MCU. Jesus, no kidding, man. Like, sign that kid up for a fucking 12-picture deal. <laughs> Do it. Do it, Kevin. Um, you won't? So, first up... Um, which which stone do you want to tackle first, Chris? So I got them written up. Uh, let's just start with the most uh, the the one I have kind of already in the paragraph. Power. Uh, so, wh- who was the most powerful person in this movie in Black Widow? Who was the most powerful one? Do you think? Um, yeah, let's start with a powerful person. Powerful. It could be actor, character. Probably character might be better. Yeah. Since we are comic characters, um, the most powerful person in this movie. Um, okay, well, I'm gonna, okay, and again, okay, listen, guys, guys and gals, last chance, okay, spoilers are coming, they're, they're literally about, to, I'm about to spoil some stuff, so, now's your chance to pause and come back. I'm, I'm gonna go with Taskmaster. Oh, alright. Because, spoiler, that little girl survived yeah. a, a explosion of a building and came away with minor facial scars on one side of her face. <laughs> and like, is she part Wolverine? Is is that actually X-23? Like, what kind of regenerative powers does she actually have? Because what, like... Is she more machine than woman now? I mean, may, yeah, maybe, but like, just I, I was, I was fine with the reveal. I, I honestly, and this is weird. This is a really weird. I don't know what this says about me. I don't know what this says about me, but I'll say this: from literally the very first Black Widow trailer, when they showed Taskmaster, uh, I was like, "That's a woman. It's going to be a woman." Oh yeah, everybody thought it was gonna be Rachel Vice. I thought it was gonna be Rachel Weiss. Vice, yeah. I I, I, th- I thought that. I hundred percent thought that. And then there's that scene where they're like both in the same scene. Yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, okay, it's not her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, damn, I thought it was her. And, but but even then, I was like, it's still a woman. I don't know who, but it's a woman. Like I, I don't know why I thought that. I don't know what made me think that. I guess a lot of people thought that. Um. But I didn't think it was going to be the most indestructible little girl of all time. Yeah, holy shit. Was You're that right. backpack it... made of, like, adamantium? What? <laughs> what? I need to know what happened. So because, that's my... Yeah, opinion. it was a bomb. How did... I mean, I guess... I, it wasn't like a grenade. It was like a fucking bomb, dude. Like, it right. was... The whole floor, like, blew up. Well, yeah, it, it blew out the windows. Fire was created, but I guess it didn't bring down the building, right? No. So, I guess it wasn't as high yield as it could have been. I I guess, but also then at that point, Shield, you're dropping the ball, man. Yeah, like, there's a lot of trouble that 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 Natasha has gone through to this point. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe she couldn't. Maybe it was like that programming, you know, whatever the pheromone thing. Maybe. But she was like far away enough. Or... She was really far away. The last thing you see is that little girl with the backpack. Yeah. 
Like I, I in my mind, I could picture the dude. I can't remember what his name is. You remember his name? Uh, uh, Dr- uh Drakoff, Drakonoff, Drake, Drakoff, Drakoff, uh, Drakoff, yeah, gun, yeah, uh, Drakoff. I, I could picture him like getting behind like a, a pillar, or his desk is actually like a shield or something. Oh, right. You don't really see him. I, I can totally, in my mind, within the frame of the movie, go like, okay, he made it to somewhere where he could have been mostly safe. The Literally, the last thing we see before, like, the explosion goes off is that little girl grabbing her backpack. <laughs> like, yeah. she's not going anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe she had a dictionary in there. Maybe she had two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, had, yeah, uh, what if Walden the past, books, like a... Encyclopedia? <laughs> Britannica? So had... A really hard one, though. <laughs> maybe she had, like, a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe she had the Dubliners in there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just reading way above her level. Um, who's yeah. Most, I, so who's the most powerful character or whatever person? However you want to frame it for you. It's got to be Alexi. It's got to be the what, what was his Red uh, Guardian. The Red Guardian. Yeah, come on, man. It's, the Harbor. You fight Captain America, maybe. <laughs> Captain America. Oh, I love that. Is that like just crumbs that it might tie into like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. Because uh, it wasn't just one. Um, ah, yeah, the, the way he just kind of like is just casually just arm wrestling everybody and telling his bullshit story or quote unquote bullshit stories. Uh, that's great. Um, I, the, the opening, the prologue, I guess, where he's like just hanging off the plane and taking shots still. <laughs> down. That was wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the harbor. Yeah. The harbor for me was the most powerful person. By design, maybe. Literally, because he's a super soldier. But, um, I mean, not for nothing. I, I You could, if if uh, Drakov is as paranoid as, he, as I think he is, he, he definitely had, like, some John Wick-style bullshit for his daughter. Uh, like, either in her backpack or, like, uh, on her dress. That she was going to survive something. Yeah. No, I mean, I, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that was just... I don't know, man. It was just insane, you know. Uh, and, uh, Antonia is her name. Is the character's name? Antonia. Antonia yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. It's power down. You want to move on to the yeah, next one? Yeah, let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. Next one I have up is time. So for this one, I have runtime. Okay, I can uh, tell you what the runtime is exactly. It yeah. is two hours and thirty. Oh, I should ask you to guess. It's two hours and thirteen minutes, though. We'll do that next time. Um. So, do you think now knowing that that was the actual runtime and that like all major temple Hollywood films they want them to be at about two hours, right? Um, did you feel like the movie should have been longer, shorter? Did you want more of one particular thing or a multiple, a couple of things? See, this is great that we had the conversation about the MCU television series before because I actually. Definitely would have minded if this was longer, or if it was split up into different episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, de- I I really like loved this whole kind of family dynamic they had. Yeah, uh, it's on the road more. If it was like her and um, uh, what was the sister's name? Elena. Florence Pugh's Elena. Yeah, if they had more than, like just chemistry time together, that'd been great. Um, yeah, the runtime did not bother me at all whatsoever. Sitting in the theater, um, I didn't feel it was too long. I didn't feel like uh, there wasn't anything that was left on the table that need to be fleshed out. I, I would definitely love more of it. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was, I thought the runtime, uh, was adequate for a film. I'll, I'll try to go at this in a little different way. 
I'm a little surprised given the time that they had with this film because of all of the delays. Mm. Some of the special effects scenes were a little wonky. Okay. A little bit. Not, look, not like DCEU bad. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but, but just, I was like, huh, they had all this time to like polish this. This, this, these couple of parts here, um, towards the end of the film, I was like, hmm, I'm a little surprised. I was a little surprised. Wasn't, didn't take me out of the film. Didn't really yeah. bother me. I was just surprised. All right. Fair enough. I mean, so maybe a better way would be like, if you could lose one section or one, like, you know, maybe five minute stretch of this film, uh, what, what do you think it would be? If I could lose the scene, um, yeah. it'll, it would obviously, it would be the scene, um, and I only know about. I'll explain why. Uh, it's the scene where uh, Alexi and um, Molina are kind of flirting in front of the, the <laughs> girls. And I'll say that that could be taken out only because that's when I went to the restroom and I had to be filled in later. Oh, that okay. that's what happened because I didn't see it, so I didn't see it anyway. You could take it out. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. But actually, it sounded Good. very funny. I, I I wish I had seen it. <laughs> I think uh, the her her outfitter, whoever that character is, uh, who keeps like giving you know trailers or like planes or helicopters or whatever, um, he got a lot of screen time for whatever reason. Um, that was weird. Who? Yeah, I, we could. I mean, it's Marvel. We don't have to question how they get things. Uh, we know she's on the run. She just has to live where she ever. I mean, we could have like trimmed up here and there. I wonder if so that like, kid is like a, an executive producer's like nephew. <laughs> <laughs> his name is ot oh, man i do not know how to say this name ot fag fag benley okay yeah it's literally o dash t fag benley oh oh maybe he like he like uh like that's how it's supposed to be said but nobody can say it so i'm just gonna have you say the, the letters like OTF? the actual spelling of it might be weird yeah okay fine I, I just thought it was kind of out of place it's like we don't need this this is like exposition stuff that is fine we, we can lose this that, that'd be cool yeah it was a, it was a little, weird. a little weird yeah time is i think that's good for time what about mind okay uh mind is gonna be kind of a little amorphous a little kind of like un undefined as the mindstone was in infinity war saga but what came to mind? Anything coming to bubble up to the surface while you're watching this movie? Uh, for for me, it was like finally, ah, finally get to watch this movie, and uh, I mean, this is like for anyone who comes at this, like y'all are Marvel fanboys, y'all love everything they do. I mean, yeah, but they keep doing good <laughs> stuff. So I mean, like when they do something terrible, we'll let you know. Um. <laughs> But this is how how ingrained the Marvel Studios films uh, have been into our lives over the. I mean, we do this. We've been doing this podcast for like six years. Like, it's a lot. Like, it felt even though I'd seen other films, even as far back as Bill and Ted Face the Music, I mm. saw that in a movie theater. We, I was mm. literally it was Liv and I were the only ones in the whole the whole place, <laughs> which is fine. But it felt weird as hell. Um, seeing a Marvel film 
a new Marvel film in a movie theater where people would cheer together and like gasp together. Mm. It felt for the first time, it really felt like a, a natural movie going experience. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. For me, that's what yeah. it felt like. It felt nice. Uh, I think the only thing that came to mind is sort of the same. It was, um, like finally we got a Black Widow movie, but also, and especially towards the end, like um, towards like the part where they have to like get their way out of the red room where everything's kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, man, goddamn, they waited so long. And wh- whenever they write a Black Widow story, and it, you know, the Black Widow parts of Iron Man two, uh, Captain America, a Winter Soldier, and like uh, Infinity War saga, those are the Black Widow movies, right? Uh, or Civil War two, but. Whenever they write for Black Widow, it's a, it's usually pretty good, and now we got all of her movie, and this is the last gas. This is the last. Uh, this is a swan song for Scarlett Johansson in uh, Marvel, unless you know, they do flashbacks, or whatever. But this is it, and I, I wish they would have had more. I wish they would have been more courageous. I wish they had kind of like a little bit more uh, impetus to <coughs> tell the story all along. They played how- it. They played it kind of safe, right? Yeah. How cool would it have been if she had been like the, she had been right alongside Fury, kind of connecting the Avengers together the entire way? Uh, it's just this was the last chance to, and and so part of me is a little bittersweet. It was like yes, finally we got the, the Black Widow movie. It right. got delayed a year, but it's like man, this is it. This is all we're gonna have. Yeah, um, no, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I honestly didn't didn't really think about it. I mean, you said it now, and now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They did play it safe. Um, not that the film isn't good or enjoyable. It makes sense narratively. Um, it's a, it's an enjoyable film, but yeah, it is pretty safe in terms of what they have her doing. Um, and how it fits in the MCU and how, yeah. And like, uh, you know, I thought it was kind of weird. I kind of going back to the Mason scenes that you're talking about, like, what is this guy? Why are we even doing this? Like her getting the Quinjet. Yeah. Like, okay, I, I guess. Okay. I mean, I guess I liked how it turned into those light bugs or whatever from the beginning, but right, whatever. Okay, you want to go into the next thing? Yeah, next thing I have up is space. So you kind of already touched on it, but uh, for this one, especially since we're still in the in the during times, sure. uh, what space did you see it in? This is available in theaters. This is available on uh, on demand with Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, so premium, you already... premium, whatever they call it. What do they call it? Premium, premium watch. Disney, oh, Disney, oh, you can pay me, oh. <laughs> I can't do anything. Money? <laughs> Dracula, where are you? Um, man, wouldn't that be funny? The mouse is going after Dracula too. Um, I so yeah, I watched it in a movie theater. Uh, nice reclined seats. Had the popcorn. Mm. Had a vanilla mm. root beer in hand. You go popcorn, all right? Yeah. Traditionalist. I like popcorn. It. And threw some M M&M. and Wait, did I? I didn't have any M and M's this time. Damn it. <laughs> I'm retroactively mad for my past self. Um, I love a peanut M and M's mixed with the popcorn. This is an amazing uh, combo. Mm. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I saw it pretty much the same place I'm thinking, Draft House, uh, as you did. Um, oh no, I saw it at the Galaxy actually. Oh really? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, actually, the Draft House is kind of far from me now. I mean, I, I'll definitely oh, okay. still go, but it was. It was. Uh, I was just like, I wanted my mom and sister to be able to go, and so that was closer yeah, to yeah. them. Yeah. No, no, for sure. So the draft house. Uh, it's usually pizza, uh, 
Diet Coke. They got rid of uh, my favorite pizza there, by the way, and that makes me so sad. It was like a, yeah. it was like a honey glazed arugula pizza. Ooh, sounds it's intricate. So damn good, and it's they don't have it anymore. Huh. Anyway, so Draft House pizza. Draft House, uh, Draft House pizza. Saw my brother as the as is tradition. Um, we we did see Tenant. We went to the we because Daddy Nolan said uh, risk your lives to see my movie. Uh, we did so. We saw Tenant uh, in a draft house on Stone Oak. Um, but we saw it with like we we went with uh, the full like safety goggles. Yeah. Uh, and the the N95 masks. We still had some. Uh, we, that's how we saw it with hand sanitizer on the table. This time a little bit more relaxed. Just our regular cloth masks. Um, we were still one of the only ones masked up in the theater. Uh, but still not taking the t- no goggles. Uh. uh but yeah, no, it was it was like you said earlier. It's nice. It was like this feels normal again. Um, thank God for vaccinations. That I can actually go and do this without that much anxiety. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was great to see a Marvel movie that that uh, I, I thought that um, the opening kind of like fanfare, the Marvel logo would have hit you know a little bit better. But I, we have been seeing that with all the MCU shows, um, and I get just as excited for the shows as I do when I see it in the theater. That's true. Um, but but yeah, no. I, it, this is this was normal. This is home. I, I kind of like uh, to myself was like, ah, we're back. Whenever I sat down and watched it, because this is how I watch the first run of all the theatrical uh, Marvel films. But yeah, and by the way, uh, just real quick, and um, so normally I would save this for the trivia, but um, we'll go ahead and throw it in here now. Right now, this is not including the sixty plus million that they've made off of that that Disney Plus premiere thing. Um, for the purchase of the Black Widow film. Uh, right now, in just the opening weekend, over two days, $158 million worldwide. Hey. So, very Back cool. Back to form. Very, I mean, so again, this is the 24th um, Marvel Studios film, and it's going to debut number one. So, even the during the pandemic, and yeah, they waited, they waited, they waited, but 24th film in a row, number one in the box office. That's... <laughs> It's wild. It's just crazy. I don't. I can never overstate how insane that is to me. Uh, unprecedented. No movie studio ever has done anything like this. The um, real question, though, becomes: Does all that money corrupt the soul of the movie? Nice. So, what do you think was the soul of the movie? It could be character. Could be moment. I don't oh, know. If that I steps. Got, I, got on one of I got it. I got it. I got it. Please go for it. It is all of the stuff. Between Natasha and Yelena. Yep. The sister bond, the sibling, the younger, older sister dynamic. I I grew up an only child, but I have a younger sister now. And um, we don't really have this dynamic. We don't. We don't at all. Like, we're both so supportive of one another. It's, <laughs> it's weird, and it throws everyone else off that I know that has an actual like close in age sibling that they grew up with Um, because every person I've ever known that has a sibling that is close in age like that, that they grew up with, this is the dynamic that they have. Mm -hmm. It is, it is so spot on. And even though I didn't grow up with that, I had a bunch of, I've had friends all through my life that have, that have had that. I've, I've witnessed it firsthand and it all felt so natural and so true to form of what having a sibling is like. Um, the, to me, their relationship 
and how much they really meant to each other despite all of their misgivings um that to me felt like the soul of the film what do you think oh for sure yeah they, they even got the part where they're like uh they're growing up siblings and they're kind of like they're able to kick shit back and forth to each other a little bit yeah and that, that's a fun dynamic once you uh once you get to like the realization like oh we've been through a lot already like you know i, I have two siblings uh, a younger sister and younger, younger brother and um like hey we, we can like like we have shared experiences now that are kind of like unique and like figuring that stuff out now right. that's that's new stuff that's fun um so like yeah that all those moments like you said those are great i mean i, I really can't expand on that too much i mean uh, I, I guess the parts that I want expanded on to like make a little bit more of a of a show if it was a, if it was an MCU show uh, would be like all the you know the the spy family stuff. Sure, like, like, uh, the, the Americans. Americans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that was fun and and just seeing like um because the 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 one who played the girl version of Natasha the uh, the actress who played she she was great and like you could tell for a second like oh like if you had like no uh, situational awareness if you didn't really know anything about the movie like you knew for a second like that's that character's important that character knows what's up seeing her kind of like kick the kick that gun away from when they're like in Cuba and like protect her sister like immediately right. that was like yeah situations where that happens more please that, that that's great right. uh, um, by the way actress Ever Anderson uh played young Natasha Okay. Ever so they just they just got everybody with a weird name for this film. <laughs> we've got a Violet. We've got Violet McGraw as young Yelena, and uh, we were talking about the Harbor. Uh, Florence Pugh as yeah. Yelena. So we got Ot Fagbenel Benley. Sorry, and we have Olga Kurilenko Linkio. Yeah, there's all sorts of crazy Kurilenko? names. Yeah. Uh, it's fun for you. It's no, it's <laughs> terrible. I'm not good at this. We know we already have established that many, many, many times. Anyway, uh, what's 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 after the soul? Where are we at? After soul is the most uh, the, the one that has the pro- most uh, kind of properties to change what we're talking about right now. It's reality. Uh, so, what impact on the character's reality did this movie have, or maybe what impact on the MCU's reality did this movie have? Well, I, I, I mean, you kind of talked about it earlier. You said, you know, this is the swan song for Natasha. And mm. if there was any doubt about this, now I'll, I'll mention this very quickly. When we're watching it, right, we get to the end credits stinger and it's Elena at Natasha's tombstone. Mm-hmm. And my mom, my mom just in disbelief goes, what, what? She died? Like my mom no. forgot for a minute, yeah, where yeah, we, we were in the story. Like, and, and I was like, "What, mom?" And I was like, "Yeah, she died." She's like, "Oh my god, you're right." Like she she forgot for a minute, mm-hmm. but I think that cements that yeah, Natasha did die. That is a that's a done deal. Now, like you said, they could bring her back in flashbacks, and it's comic books, so you know, there's all sorts of stuff you can right. do, but. I did like, you know, one of the major complaints of the, I mean, and I only say major because there were so few, really, but one of the one of the main complaints for Endgame was that, like, here's one of the original Avengers, the only female original Avenger, she dies, we don't even see a funeral or anything. Mm. I felt like they were they were kind of trying to pay that off a little with that stinger, because you see her at the tombstone, you see the sister crying. And I, I it, it, to me, it felt like that was their way of like, kind of trying to make amends for that, um, a little bit. I thought it was weird that there were no dates on the tombstone. 
Um, oh, right. Even the writers forgot like what the continuity was. They're just like, you know what? We're not even going to touch it. Just fight. Just fight. Just leave it blank. Just leave it blank. Put sister, Avenger, whatever. It's just that's it. Um, but um, I think the reality is that they're obviously positioning Florence Pugh as Yelena yeah. Belova as either the next Black Widow or another very prominent character in the MCU. Yep. So man, I'm trying to think now. I just reality. took your whole thing. Yeah, right. No, yeah, yeah. No, that's. I mean, by design. I'll I'll go left left of center here with this one. So this weirded me and my brother out like but in a good way but still weirded us out so like uh my sister uh she like all all the while while she was growing up there was this comic that strip that ran in the you know, san antonio express news one big happy um, it was a syndicated one i'm sure it ran nationwide but one big happy the girl ruthie she would do exactly the same things that my sister would do and we were like where are the cameras who's watching this who's recording this um, this movie had a moment like that for my brother. My brother, when he was very young, getting into like uh, you know coming coming online, he was about five or six years old. He would uh, always love to hear a certain song on a CD that we had in the car. Mm. And when whenever we were in the car, he'd always ask for uh, "American Pie" by Don McLean to be played. What? And goddamn, if Yelena as a little Yelena didn't ask for the same goddamn song, we were like, "What? What? What?" We did like we did like three double takes wow. to each other into the screen. And like, what's happening right now? Simulation's not breaking only, down is what's happening. Not only does Fives listen to the podcast, not only are they willing to meme out our memes into, into ancillary memes, they're studying our lives now again? God. That is wild, dude. That would that would really throw me for a loop for sure. But that's... Yeah. yeah. So reality bending on multiple levels for us. That's crazy. Like, I don't even know what to say to that. That's, that's just wild. All right. Well, that's our snap reactions. A uh, little bit longer than a snap, but uh, hopefully that segment kind of morph and change maybe as needed for different properties that we discuss. Yeah. Hope you guys liked it. Uh, feel free to send us some feedback either on Facebook. We're very active there. Um, you know, wherever the thread goes up for this episode, feel free to comment in the thread or you can... Uh, get at us uh, on email at cbcharacters at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, so just let us know. Let us know what you all think. Combocharacterspod.com. Combocharacterspod.com. Yep, 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 yep. Um, all right, man. So should we go into the remaining segments Yeah. for the film? We'll try to get through these quickly. We we know, uh, you know this is going a little long, but we're, uh, you know, we really wanted to give the MCU... Uh, I was going to say Fair Maiden, but that almost feels sexist at this point. Uh, give the first female Avenger her due. Uh, she definitely deserves it. But let's go ahead and go on to our second segment, which I believe is Excelsior. Excelsior! Oh. For any new listeners... Oh, it's always good to hear Stan's voice. For any new listeners, uh, Excelsior is just what we really liked the most about the film. What's something that stood out. Could be a character, could be... Uh, the script could be a particular acting beat or a set piece. Uh, Chris, I'll throw it to you. What was what was Excelsior about this film for you? Uh, I think it's going to be... Uh, man, the whole kind of... ease of which they did the Jason Bourne kind of stuff. Uh, you know, the spy thriller got got to get back to... I mean, 
uh, it, 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 no, no, I, I got it. It was the <laughs> when Yelena goes, "You brought it back." When she sent the vials, oh, the, of, the vials. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. <laughs> I should have sent it to the Marx Brothers. Uh, <laughs> she brought the thing back. I love that beat. I, that's the thing I always love. Uh, <laughs> no, no, this was the important thing. You're supposed to figure it out on your own without any clues. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got you killed, but um, I. Speaking to that moment, I really. I, where, where are they? Where are they? They're in. Um, they're Budapest? in. Uh, where are they? Budapest. 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 Uh, they're in Budapest. Uh, that whole Jason Bourne sequence that's there, all yeah. of that. Yeah. I, it's exactly what I thought. I was like, "Holy shit, this is like Jason Bourne." Like, okay, that's good. I liked it. It was really great. Uh, but other than, other than that scene, it was. And I know we talked about this earlier, so I'll just mention it real quick. All of the sister stuff, just all of it. Just mm. just her making fun of the way she poses, then doing the pose, and then being <laughs> mad at herself about it. Like all of that stuff was delicious i just wanted more of that so uh that was the excelsior for me let's go ahead and move on to the second uh, the third segment bizarro look it am our most famous superhero yes it be bizarro number one does that sound like stephen colbert to you it totally does now that you mentioned it i can i can see his face kind of like just Tilting back and forth, doing the voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I, I think, again, I already touched on this a little bit, but I just felt like, especially in that third act, when the red room's coming down, I thought some of the special effects were a little blue screeny, which I know they don't even use. Uh. Like, it's green screen and whatever. <laughs> but, like, that's, that's again, what I mean. Like, it looked a little blue screeny. Okay. Um, it's fine. It's again. It doesn't detract from the film. It doesn't distract. I just thought with an extra year they might could have polished that off. But it's cool. Not a big deal. I really liked the film. I was just happy that it finally was you know able to see it. To be honest. Yeah. It, yeah. It might have been the last of the old ways that they've done it, right? Where they don't have the whole the Mandalorian room. stage to work yeah, with. The yeah. Room. The, the red, the red room. room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was definitely fucking William Hurt. We got to see this guy again, Thunderbolt Ross. What the fuck? I, I can't even remember like the last time he was necessary. You know why they but, keep showing him, though? Because they're going to throw the uh, the Thunderbolts at us soon. I think that's why. Uh, they're uh, just like, look, this guy's still here. We're going to have a thing. It's gonna He's going to be involved. He's still right. here. I think that's what they're doing. But We're still happy with the Super Soldier? God damn. All right. Fine. But yeah, I, I was like, ah, this guy, this fucking asshole. Yeah. He's so good at playing an asshole. Is he acting? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next segment is Hey everyone. Hey, 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 hey. Hey everyone. <laughs> hey Peter. <laughs> all right. I I like I think I'm going to speak for both of us, but tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. It's Yelena Belova. 100%. Flor- Florence Pugh. Here's the thing. One, she crushes it. Um oh, real quick, let me go into this little bit of trivia. Um, on July 6th of 2020, it was announced that Marvel Studio executives, including Kevin Feige, were so impressed with Florence Pugh's performance as Yelena Belova that they plan to include her in future MCU films, and she may even become the new Black Widow. In fact, Feige stated that this film was written to showcase Belova just as much as Scarlett Johansson's Natasha Romanoff. 
due mm-hmm. to how well she test screened for that part. So, yeah, 100%. I thought she crushed it. Um, the funny thing is, this movie got delayed so long. Um, I believe she was in Little Women. She was really good in that as well. But mm-hmm. if I'm her or her agent, I'm like, motherfucker, when is this movie going to come out? She's so good in it. She's going to make her a star. We're going to be able to ask for $15 million a movie. Like, when's the movie going to come out? <laughs> and it just got, it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And I just, I just picture the agent just pulling their hair out, just like, oh, when's it going to come out, you know? Um but I mean, am I wrong? Did you have a different uh, thing for Hey Everyone? For no, like the best edition, the best new person. Best new thing. Oh yeah, I didn't explain what it was, but yeah, it's the best yeah. new edition, new concept, new new character. Uh, yeah. In the thing. I mean, because like uh, Red Guardian is kind of like just a send up of Captain America. It's, it's he's great. Look, Harbor is great. Don't and look, I I really like the Taskmaster. I loved the silent like mimic movement thing. Right. Great, 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 great. You know, yeah. Rachel Vice is amazing. Great. Love Rachel of... Vice just on, you know, at jump. Just, uh, just, yeah, you're in. You're in. It, it was the moment that sold me on it. No, no, this is the Elena as, uh, as, as, hey, everyone for sure, cemented, lock it in, was when she was like, she got like, a, you don't feel weird when you get down. And she kind of like slowly got down because yeah. she's, you know, even more taking the piss out of Natasha and, and just like just making fun of her, just like that. That was the older sibling stuff I was talking about, like that. Yeah. <laughs> when you're confident enough, like, nah, we can fuck around with each other now. That uh, that's put it over the top for me. Yeah, it, it was so totally good. Enough. I thought that was so great. Also, just real quick, small nod to another moment in the film that I really, really loved. I keep going back to is at the very end, they're all on that field or whatever. They're coming together. The, the Red Room is crashed down. And I think it's Yelena says something like, or maybe it's, maybe it's Natasha. One of them says... Well, I'm glad everyone made it, made it okay. And right away, Rachel Weisz as Melina goes, I'm obviously injured. (laughs) (laughs) I I just thought that was the funniest fucking line. I don't know if that was ad-libbed or... That got as much a laugh from me as the the fucking Russian helicopters coming into frame crashing out of fuel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was good. Um, oh, man. Okay, and the last segment is, of course, What If. Oh, man, that drop. That drop is so ridiculous. Um, Strong. What if, what if this film had come out, like, six or seven years ago? Mm. You, know? you think it hits the same? You think it hits different? I think... I think if this had come out right after Civil War. Oh, shit. Talk about that far back. That's when it takes place, right? It's right after Civil War. Before Infinity War, for sure, because she's on the run. Right. Uh, Yeah, it's after Civil War. I think think if it would have come out, like, chronologically, I don't know. I think, uh, again, I'm hearing lots of good reviews. For the most part, people seem to really like the film. Great. It's doing really well. I just think it would have fit better as is. Mm. It is a little weird that we have this whole adventure that doesn't really like it is definitive. We've talked to you and I have talked about it throughout this whole episode. It is definitively her last adventure, but it doesn't feel like it should be right. 
And so that's huh. the problem. <laughs> um, so yeah, what if what if this had come out when right after a civil war? And and you know maybe we got to see even more of her and other things before she her untimely sacrifice. In... You did keep the stinger. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, keep it keep it for later. <laughs> no, no, oh, okay. <laughs> keep the stinger the exact same. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You would you would boot <laughs> that out because that would be really weird. I mean, that would you'd be like, right. what? That'd be very confusing. It would have I to guess be like, you could though, because you wouldn't I, know how she died. The fuck's going on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you could, like, swap it out with like the like a uh, lady Sif and whoever the other guy is, like giving the stone to the collector or whatever. Right. But what do you yeah. what do you got for what if? Man, I don't know. Uh, all right, all right. Here we go. I, I, I think I got it. I think I got it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it just came to me so stupid. <laughs> what if Melena used those pigs to her like complete advantage? <laughs> and they came to get them all. The pigs just came in. There's a fucking full-on action sequence of pigs just flipping around, taking bites out of people's ankles. <laughs> nice, and just like making them writhe on the ground and then like jumping them. Downing one guy to start eating them immediately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's. The completely CGI pigs. What if they had a huger role, a much bigger role, an action sequence? Oh, my God. I mean, I kind of was wondering, like, are these guys going to figure into the plot of this film? Or, like, they're spending a lot of time on these pigs. Yeah. Yeah, none, like, uh, like actual budget (laughs) was given to the pigs. Uh, Real quick, going back to Florence Pugh, ultimately, she, again, did a fantastic role, and I, I hope. Uh, we do see more of that character moving forward. Uh, here's here's a here's a name I'm gonna throw out at you, and you're gonna be like, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm really curious what your reaction is gonna be, mm. because this person was the front runner for Yelena Belova's character. Oh, are we into are we into like trivia right now? Yeah, trivia. We're in trivia. We don't have a. We need to get a soundbite for trivia, I guess. Yeah. But, About. That's going to be you in a minute, I think, in a second. Okay, yeah. Trivia can go either way. It can be, like, cool. Front be like, runner, uh-huh. front runner for the role, Emma Watson. <laughs> no! Could that fit for you? Would that work? Man, as Elena? Florence Pugh does such a good job. I can't picture anyone else but her doing it now. Right. But like Emma Watson was the front runner for a reason. So she must have killed it. And it's Emma Watson. Like, yeah. 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 She, man, she's really selective with the roles too. She just doesn't do too much. Like, and she's like an ambassador of sorts for like UNICEF or something. Right. Yeah. She's doing all sorts of things. Ah man, I wonder. I wonder what. I guess just testing. It came down to. I I wouldn't not be here for it, but it. I mean, it definitely feels like Florence Pugh was like destined to right. kind she, of. She she really does seem to to just crush the role. So I'm not yeah. mad at what eventually we got. All right, here's a quick I, trivia question for you. Yeah. When was this film originally supposed to release? Do you remember? Oh shit. Um. It came out July 9th of 2021. Uh-huh. Uh, fuck, fuck. Was it supposed to be like a... 
like April, not April, April of uh, 2020? May 1st of 2020. May 1st. There we go. All right. And one last thing of trivia before we exit the review. Mm. Um, Scarlett Johansson, as some of y'all may know, is married to Colin Jost, who is on Saturday Night Live. Uh, he's a big Marvel Universe fan. She asked him to rehearse lines from the movie with her. But because he's such an epic fanboy, he refused because he wanted to avoid any spoilers. <laughs> Colin Jost doing the most. Certified Herb. Oh, my God. Uh, good, good on him, I guess. I don't know how you say no to Scarlett Johansson asking you to do anything. Exactly. I mean, that's... You say yes. That is a, an ungodly power that... <laughs> I didn't want to know that that exists. <laughs> the strength of character on Colin Jost, this motherfucker. Wow. God. I mean, he probably can pick up Milner, no problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this thing just tosses it around. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I like to to do some woodwork with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hit my thumb. No. <laughs> um, all right, man. So, I mean, ultimately, yeah, would you recommend this film? I mean, it goes without saying, hell yeah. Yeah, I. Um, it's a good time. It, it is definitely a good time. It's not to me. It, it is kind of in the middle of the MCU catalog of films, mm. but it's firmly in the middle. Like it's not, you know, it's not Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's not you know Infinity War, um, or uh, Ragnarok, but, but it's it's you know it's good. It's really good. It's a fun time. Um. And again, it just it things feel a little more normal and feel like we're actually back on track a bit now. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's putting too much on the MCU importance and just general life, but it really <laughs> does feel like things are back on track a little bit better, a little bit better uh, moving forward. Um, all right, man. So with that, we will close the review of Black Widow. Um, belts for Natasha, I guess. Uh, yeah, we do belts. I mean, we kind of already knew it, but we can do both. Yeah, I know, but I mean, there's the tombstone at the end, so. Um, all right, as we close the show, we're gonna do the big wheel winner of the week. No, you can brave enough to give you fire. Oh man, that big wheel. This is like like the thing that like uh has done the. The least, yeah, done the least with the most going out of the way. The like, yeah, it's going out of the way. I, to I'm sorry, I was just in shock. That that sound drop gives me chills. I haven't heard it in such a long time. The conviction in his voice. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I kind of I kind of scuffed the second one, the, the smaller one, but here it is. So predictable, I gotta tell you. Oof. God, he's he really means it. <laughs> he really truly means it. Oh, by the way, that jackass shows up at the end of the film. Oh yeah, I guess we can talk this about guy. that real quick. Uh, he um, he's going to be hunted down by Elena Belova, maybe. So I'm not aware of any of the uh, most Hawkeye storylines apart from Old Man Logan. So is this like have any precedence? Is this like it's just not me? in the Hawkeye storyline that I think they're adapting for the the show. Um, mm. th- Elena doesn't appear in that 
arc in either of the two or three arcs that I've read. Uh, but you know, they can create their own things at this point. So yeah, could be. How about a, uh, uh, Valentina, whatever that Senator Julie, Julie, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Yeah. Is she an actual like comic book character? Yes. Yeah, she okay. is. She is. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is a spoiler for anyone who doesn't read the comic. I want to say she becomes Madam Hydra at some point. Uh, mm. That character does, but obviously I think they're going to go a different way with this one. She almost seems like the new Nick Fury, but I don't I don't know if that's on purpose yeah. or whatever. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. But uh, Big Will Winner, okay, so Big Will Winner I think actually goes, I, I do this in jest most of the time, but I really do mean it, because uh, I meant to make a joke at the beginning of the show to say that we came back, we finally come back to podcasting because we wanted to review the film that everyone's talking about, mm-hmm. which is, of course, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I forgot to make that joke at the beginning of the show, and by the time I remembered no. to do it, it was too late, and I was really mad at myself. So then also I could drag you, because you have not seen the four-hour-plus magnum opus. Shots fired! Shots fired! It is Zach Fuck that guy. Is, uh, Fuck that. Four like, hours? For, like, some extra CGI bullshit? No. No, I don't know how to tell you this. Like spoilers, I guess, because whenever we do end up, we're like it's a it's a significantly okay. Now, granted, the Joss Whedon film has a low bar to clear, but it is significantly <laughs> a better film, almost to the point where now I'm starting to think that Zack Snyder, for whatever reason, can only tell a story if he has more than three hours to do so. And if you try <sighs> to limit him anything beyond that, it's just going to be a jumbled mess. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe you'll see it at some point. Um, so, it's, so it's me. You can you, watch saying... it in parts. I'm telling you, Man. it's literally broken up into Man. parts. You could watch it like a show. You were just going on and on about how much you love streaming shows because they're broken up. They're good though. <laughs> like I'm just That's saying. I'm just saying. Like once you watch the Zack Snyder Justice League, it literally will erase the Whedon Justice League from your memory, and that alone is worth it. But you're talking about some, uh, you trying to throw some thought trains at me? Yeah, man. I'm trying to throw some thought trains at you. You're welcome. <laughs> Get on board. Choo choo. <laughs> Motherfucker. How about that? <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. And you, that actually is now sold me on it. Man, the best thing about Josh Bleeding being a dick and everybody like acknowledging you out in the open is like I don't have ever have to watch Doctor Horrible sing along blog now. That's great. <laughs> ah man, that's, that's actually it's pretty good. I think I was dirty. I don't have to. The guy's an asshole. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. Well, if you want to do your due diligence, your due duty, you know, Zack Snyder's yeah. just like will completely eradicate Josh Whedon's yeah. just like from your memory. It is uh, a significantly better film. I'm not saying that it's like a great film. It's just way better than the fucking terrible mess that is that Joss Whedon Justice League film. See, uh, this is it the literally part makes here. my stomach hurt thinking about it. We need to have like a live chat or like at least a Patreon feed where they can vote on what Chris does next. Like, does Chris fall? I'll do on this. Okay, so that's like that's a just... does Robin live? Does Robin die? Scenario. Oh uh, yeah. We should get a we should get a one eight hundred number up for that or one nine hundred or whatever number they would use back in the eighties. Uh, bring that back. All right, everybody. With that, 
we are closing up on this episode of Comic Cookers. We're so happy to be back. We're going to be coming at you with a new episode very soon. Don't worry, there won't be an extended break like there was this time. By far our longest break in the history of the show. Mm. But we're back, we're refreshed, we're rearmed, we're ready to go. Up next is, I guess, Loki. See how that turns out? Yep. Uh, what else we got coming up? We got Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. That's dope. We got Eternals. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad's in a couple the of weeks. Suicide Squad. We're going to put Superman in the ICU. <laughs> the kryptonite bullet. Uh yeah, I'm gonna and I'm gonna have a surprise for everybody when we do that Suicide Squad review. I'm just gonna I'll leave it at that. It's what? gonna be good though, and all I gotta all right. say is get your get your dancing shoes ready. Oh no. Yep, it's gonna be good. All right, everybody. With that, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. Thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast, except for Spotify, because Spotify will not allow you to leave a review for some reason. But, uh, you know, just type into a Word document somewhere about how much you love the show. That works, too. Uh, We thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we love you 3,000. See you in a minute.